It happened, folks. Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos. We are rocking and rolling in mile high. And I am rocking and rolling because Javante Williams and Cortland Sutton are going to light up my dynasty season next year. Riding high. Welcome in. Football's finest hour. Raise a glass with your hosts, Paul Pedro and Zach Tripp. This is Dynasty Gridiron Radio. Welcome in, fantasy football folks. A little excited there, Paul. I'm happy. I'm happy today. Around 3 p.m., some news dropped. We like to call it Big Badass Breaking News. And I cannot be more thrilled. You know, Cortland Sutton and Javante Williams, RB1, wide out one. Eh, up for debate if he's wide out one on that squad. I knew you would go there. <laughs> You've recently acquired Jerry Judy. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy about this trade as well. It's not the best thing in the world, I think, for Jerry Judy's career. It's definitely a huge step up, uh, but... Uh, I'll give my take on that a little bit. I know somebody who may have some negative feelings about the things that went down today. Yeah, Noah Fant getting shipped out with the rest of the draft picks and Drew Locke back to Seattle. Yeah, have fun in uh, uh, Seattle with Drew Locke there, Mr. Noah Fant. Yeah, I feel bad for our... Uh, our should say, no, I can't go. <laughs> I want to stay with Russell Wilson. <laughs> I feel bad for our uh, our league mate here. I got him on the line. Carlos, uh, he is an, oh. an owner of, of no offense, um, but uh, also recently was the trade-er away of Jerry Judy. I get it. He got rid of Judy. How you feeling? Yeah, how, how oh, you feeling? Howdy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Are, are you there? That's a rip uh, you before I, you even get on here. the line. <laughs> Yeah, I'm here. yeah. I f- just, I'm I'm just listening feeling? to you guys. I'm just listening to you guys dig this dagger deeper and deeper. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let, let's go through your uh, starting wide receivers from the Ooh. beginning of last season. Ooh, the where are they now? Game. Even, yeah, where are they now? Even, that's even that's even more fun. You know, I uh, obviously trip those. I uh, needed to make some moves on my team. You know, obviously finishing second to last and almost last. I, I had to give Trip a scare there. Right, so you shook uh-huh. it up like any you know reasonable yeah. human would do. And, and, you know, I've looked at Jerry Judy. I love him, but the past couple of years playing with Drew Locke has been nothing. So I think at the time <laughs> getting a, getting a first-round pick was, was a good trade. And it, then, still you know, you the, it still and might be. It still might be. Then you hear the wonderful news today that he actually got a quarterback, so that's fun. <laughs> and, yeah, I don't know that his then, value has gone up, but beyond a first round pick yeah. i don't know if he's worth two first definitely round picks. not but i actually my take on this i'm not a big judy guy yeah so carlos i actually think you'll still make out in that trade <laughs> but i'm looking at I, I just this poor guy has just been hit with like a couple body bows and an uppercut today with wow. that happening <laughs> Noah fant leaving and what 
what else? I mean, well, you, you mentioned Noah Fant, and then you know what? Last week when Amari Cooper got cut is supposed <laughs> to get cut, uh, even though that could end up being a good thing. But anyway, he got cut, so who knows where he's playing next year? And then you know the lovely news that uh, uh, Calvin Ridley was gambling and is going to miss the entire season. So <laughs> that's my uh, that's my starting wide receiver core right there. Oh my God! <laughs> we'll see. Well, Carlos, thank you for coming on and yeah. just letting the people know that they're not alone. You know, this happens to this happens to all of us. Yes. Um, thank you for thank you for letting me share my pain. Listen, the world like you're hurting the worldwide right. audience <laughs> for this podcast commiserates with you, Carlos. And okay. I would uh, hope so. we wanted to say uh, congratulations on a couple of uh, beautiful twin girls recently. And yeah. uh, thanks, man. We uh, look forward to uh, many more uh, raucous uh, in-person live drafts when you leave them behind with oh, the yeah. wife. And we also thank her for those efforts in the future as well. So um, have a good one. Thanks for coming on. And uh, yeah. look at the silver lining. This could turn out well for Cooper. The, the first-round draft pick could be great. You yeah. lose a Cowboys oh. receiver. That's always good. Yes, right? I mean, yeah, as an Eagles fan, you're getting rid of a Cowboys receiver, so that's nice. Carlos um, is in dynasty hell right now. We've all I been know. there. We've I all know. been there. I know. But, I mean, if you look at these wide receivers, let's, I mean, perfect transition. We want to talk about the combine today. Really, this is a combine recap episode. And, whew, what stood out at the combine, if not for those wide receivers? You blinked. Oh, my And goodness. you missed those wide receivers. Now, Olave, I just want to put this out there for all the people. Olave did not run in the four twos. That was a four three nine. So the hype is is a little overboard. Um it sticks but they with did you, stand out as a group. It sticks with you. Like even though he yeah, isn't a true four two nine. Hand time can do it wonders. I still remember seeing <laughs> <image>. that <laughs> come up on my cell phone and now burned in my brain is he's super fast, even though it's yeah. not true. So hand timer clocked him at it. It yeah. went up on NFL network, so it happened. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It did make me go back and watch extra Chris Olave tape. Yeah, these, um, these headlines can really swing how you feel about a player, <laughs> so you got to be careful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. As a matter of fact, at the end of this episode, just because there's been so much swinging lately, we're going to talk about, not talk about, we're going to do a Superflex mock draft. We did a pre-combine single QB mock draft. We're going to do round one at the end of this episode today of a Superflex mock draft, and it's going to give us a chance to kind of reposition ourselves because you know maybe we're not feeling so hot anymore about the the mock we did a month ago based on uh, a whole lot of recent developments um Aaron Rodgers re-signing almost missed that not a whole lot to say there right because everything kind of just remains status quo and then the Russell Wilson thing drops so yeah Russell Wilson's bigger news I had Rodgers on my uh, cell last two episodes ago and I actually want to double down on that um he's getting paid a lot it seems strange he wants to have all these weapons the around. Be good. He yeah. wants to have all these weapons around him, but he also wants to get paid. He wants his cake to eat it too. And you know, yeah. they just drafted Packers fans. We'll go in on the Packers uh later uh later in the in the off season here, but we did have to touch on that. We can't let that go unnoticed. But but really what we're gonna do here is we're gonna we're gonna go through uh a couple of important things. I want to talk more about these wide receivers that stood out, what other position groups stood out at the combine. Also, who met with who at the combine? A lot of, a lot of times people not looking at that. So Important we'll take news. a deeper dive there, and then we'll get into the mock. So, Trip. Yeah. I already mentioned the wide receivers. Right. 
You got anything that you saw within that group as far as combine standouts mm. that you want to mention? Definitely had my eye on Traylon Burks, and I had this unrealistic expectation that he was going to be like sub 4-4 four, four and just blow everyone out the water, super freak, you know, once-in-a-generation type prospect. And he still ran fast, but uh, I was definitely hoping for him to run a little faster. I think all these other guys going so low in their 40s just makes him look a little slower. So still high on him despite maybe wishing he had a ran, ran a little faster. So what was his uh, his final time? Was it 4.50, 4.55? Yeah, about a 4.55. I mean, you look at other guys like A.J. Brown, That's what I was know, just DeAndre Hopkins. Say. Like, they're running these 4.5. So yeah, I mean, it might be me, a good thing for him long term because maybe his stock falls a little bit because of his slower 40 time and you can yeah. actually grab him a little lower in the NFL draft or even in the Dynasty draft this uh this spring coming up, uh, yeah. so uh, you wanted to see something maybe a little faster to make him this ultra prospect, but he's still a beast. I agree. He he went from potentially being ultra prospect with like Jonathan Taylor, like yes, combine exactly. numbers would have catapulted him to that. Yep. Um, but he's still right there in that Mike Evans range. I mean, yeah. Mike Evans similar body type, similar right. catch radius, running a four five three. Um. So to me, that doesn't hurt as much. I actually thought that the fact that Olave sat out of the uh, three-cone drill and the 20-yard splits, that raises red flags for me because I sort of wonder whether or not he is, you know, the speed's great and everything, but does he have the agility in the cut? And when I watch yes. the tape, I wonder. Then I watch that combine workout, and he shows it in the workouts. So it makes me wonder, though, why he didn't run the time drills. But we'll see. I still have just never been that high on Olave. This combine, I think a lot of people are going to hate that take. But I, I think I'm still on the side of him being, you know, second-round wide receiver pick as opposed to a first-round wide receiver pick, if it was me. I still put Garrett Wilson ahead of him, a number of other guys. You talking NFL or Dynasty? NFL. <clears throat> yeah, I think he's going to go in the first round. I think you're going to see five receivers, maybe even, um, you know, upwards of five. You're or six. probably right. NFL loves speed, but <clears throat> definitely a group that stood out. I mean, there was a lot of other guys. I mean, we're going to talk wide receiver rankings next episode, so we'll get into this position group a lot more. But you know, Sky Moore, Khalil Shakur, some of my sleepers. How about Brees, the Beast? <laughs> to me the he, dynasty winner of the weekend he was man he had it he had the jonathan taylor like combine that we talked about in a lot of ways this not ma quite this not man has been the top running back every season in college in his class he has not fallen he has not slipped every time a challenge is put in front of him he delivers and this is just another example that i think he's catapulted himself into Probably the number one overall dynasty prospect for me right now, and I didn't, I, I didn't have them, I didn't have him there as a lock, and I still don't have him there as a lock. But I think he's definitely floating well above others right now for me, and he wasn't before the combine. Yeah, I agree. I had Isaiah Spiller ahead of him before the combine, and I, I don't think I do anymore. I mean, he sir, Isaiah Spiller didn't <clears throat> didn't run a forty, which makes that a little bit tough. There's uh, there's something to be said for that, and, and just that. That sort of next level performance with the height, weight, speed combo from 
from Brees. I, I think you're right. That locks him down as number one. Certainly saw a cannon out of Malik Willis. I thought some of the things you heard about Matt Corral uh, in the interviews were really good, and some of his measurements came in, you know, taller than expected, a little bit of a bigger guy than a lot of people thought he was. That is important for him. It is really important for him. Um, so that stood out to me. I actually thought it was a good tight end class, too. I was a little down on the tight ends kind of going into this. I still think it's hard to rank them. I think some of the guys that people are projecting high maybe maybe shouldn't be. I think we're going to have to dig into that, you know, a little more heavily before we, uh, you know, sit down in that last uh, that last weekend in April and, and see who goes where. Um, but more importantly, for the Dynasty GM out there, I think that we need to give the people something that, that you can't find anywhere else. Okay. And it actually bothers me that there's really nowhere that you can search and just find like a list or, you know, a tracker, right? You get the free agency tracker when free agency starts. You don't get a combine meetings tracker. What do you mean by combine meetings, Paul? I want to know what prospects met with what teams. I want to know what positions the each NFL franchise is hunting down based on who they're meeting with. Now, maybe there's a reason they don't make that public because let's just say, for example, that the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been meeting with running backs all week in Indianapolis. Okay. Tells you a thing or two about Sean Vaughn. Tells you a thing or two about the prospects of Leonard Fournette re-signing there. Tells you a thing or two about where these prospects might go, right? Yeah, it does make me want to put Sean Vaughn out on a trade block. If maybe somebody else doesn't know, the Bucks are meeting with a ton of running backs. I knew you had an agenda with this. Uh, these quite lines of questioning. There's um, always an angle. <laughs> There's. So why don't we start there? Why don't we start there with with this rumor mill? You wanna you wanna hear what I got? Yeah, I, I definitely need to know who's meeting with the running backs. Um, I was in charge of running backs. Trips was in charge of wide receivers here, because you do have to really scour. Uh, you got to scour a lot of different beat report rumor sources mill. and rumor mills to find out who's who's done, you know, really their homework on who's meeting with who. Um, the Bucks have been meeting with running backs. From what I've heard, it's it's pretty much everybody. Hall, Spiller, Williams, uh, Walker, et cetera. Same thing with the Falcons. Um, surprising meetings for the Eagles with Brees Hall. And with Pierre Strong Jr. Eagles love these North Dakota State, what South is Dakota going State on with that? Yeah. prospects. <laughs> didn't work out before. Why are we? Why are we? I mean, it worked out with uh, Dallas Goddard. He's oh, a true. he's a jackrabbit. Yes. Um, Pierre Strong Jr. Jackrabbit, fastest forty time officially out of all the running backs with a four three seven. Kenny right Walker up there, fast as hell too. Right up the yeah, Kenny Walker looking good at the combine as well. And I gotta tell you, uh, somebody that I actually saw play live last year was uh, Isaiah Pacheco out of Rutgers, and he ran a four three seven as well. I like him. Yeah, I like yeah. Him. People I think are sleeping on him. Um, He's got some heart. Yeah, I saw Rutgers play Temple in New Brunswick, and yeah. um, I sat next to Isaiah Pacheco's parents. Wow. See a James yeah, yeah, Conner esque family. career there. Yeah, yeah, good people. And uh and I think 
he actually wasn't, I wasn't biased in his favor until he made me biased at the combine. <laughs> so, um, yeah, interesting, interesting. Anyway, a uh, couple interesting couple of prospects to see where they go. Maybe somebody you could grab late in a dynasty draft. Um, interesting that Pierre Strong's meeting with the Eagles too, because Miles Sanders. I've never been a big fan. I think, you know, Boston Scott and Jordan Howard. I mean, it's a revolving door. Like they do have to get some talent in there. As an Eagles fan, I'm glad to see they're doing it. Um, the Dolphins met with Samir White. Uh, and had some really good things to say about him. So you got the Dolphins on the hunt for running backs. You got Kyron Williams meeting with the Patriots. You've got uh, the Giants interviewing uh, Isaiah Spiller and one of my guys that I liked in the rookie rankings episode, Damian Pierce. I'm sorry, the Senior Bowl episode. Um, so there's a lot to a lot to unpack there. Um, I think we've we've given the people a good. Uh, you know, example with the the Eagles and the Bucks situation for how to go about that with those other teams. All of those things are so predictable. Patriots looking for a pass catching running back. <laughs> Dolphins coming from the 49ers, uh, Shanahan rushing game, looking for a late round draft steal to turn into a star. Bucks trying to get the star. They do build around their stars. Uh, so you can kind of see patterns with some of these franchises with how they draft too. Yeah, Bucks Bucks tagging Godwin, so that uh, more star building for you there. Yep. Speaking of wide receivers, uh, good little transition for you. You want to tell me what you got? I've been eager to hear this. Yeah. So the top two guys, uh, Traylon Burks and Garrett Wilson. Uh, Burks met with six teams: the Chargers, which I find surprising because they just paid Mike Williams big time, and they're very similar players. Uh, the Patriots obviously need a wide receiver. Falcons obviously need a wide receiver. Eagles could go either way. I could see them taking a wide receiver in the first round or or not at all. Seahawks I found very surprising. They have DK Metcalf, very similar player, and the Dolphins. Thinking about that Waddle Traylon Burks combo sounds pretty nice. So I wouldn't mind him going there. Uh, Garrett Wilson. <clears throat> he uh, met with the Patriots. Uh, sorry, you know what? He met with the Bills and the Steelers. The Patriots, from what I could see, did not have an extensive meeting with Garrett Wilson. Uh, so the Garrett Wilson—they've got Kyron Williams on their radar. They got Kyron They're Williams. Just on let him play the wide receivers. Yeah, they've already missed on so many first-round wide receivers. I don't know that they really want to be doing this again. Uh, the Steelers, of course, meet with David Bell and Garrett Wilson. They just find these professional receivers. They know how to draft receivers. So that makes me feel better about David Bell because the Steelers are looking at him and he's a wide receiver. They're usually correct on that. And the two most active teams looking for wide receivers are the Packers and the Patriots. That was uh, that was beautiful. That, <laughs> that that was exactly the info that I uh, that I was looking for. Um, I wanted to unpack the DK Metcalf thing a little bit because people may be throwing some offers to the Seahawks right now for Metcalf. If you're a dynasty owner of Metcalf, I maybe that- you. Uh, Maybe, you know, all hope is not lost. Oh, and no way. Anybody can throw to him. That's why he's such a great dynasty right. asset. And don't lower your value either. No. His value has not changed a ton in my eyes. Um, but you said they are meeting with some folks, huh? Uh, Seahawks, they met with Traylon Burks. They are not the most active. Most active in the wide receiver search is the Packers and the Patriots. Interesting stuff. Yeah. Definitely keep an eye on... on uh, <laughs> on who the Steelers take. I also 
be interested to see where Juju ends up. I hope that's not my Eagles. <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of another time. There, there is some shifting that's going to happen in, in the free agency and the draft for wide receivers. Definitely the most interesting position in my eyes. Quarterback seems to be kind of summed up. The well, except for the draft picks, of course. Uh, there's an outlier that I saw from an interesting position. Uh, Matt Areza, the punter from San Diego State. To me, he is an outlier who can change the makeup of a fantasy defense, fantasy and special teams defense. His team was not that great, but his punting is so far above everybody else that his team constantly had field position advantage. So, <laughs> What you have just said is one of in. the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. I want the Eagles to draft him. <laughs> he is a advantage that other teams don't have. I agree. I agree. Um, but he's not going to play fantasy football. He's going to make the defense. <laughs> if, you, if this guy is your punter for 15 years, like Justin Tucker is your kicker on the uh, Ravens for 15 okay. years. All right. All right. We don't play with kickers, but I think this is I mean, actually, listen, I agree with you. I've been, wait, I've been waiting for the time that a clear like soccer goalie ends up being a punter in the NFL because I saw the highlights too and I saw him kick and it's clear that like he has a leg motion that other punters don't have. He's able to bend the knee and swing the leg at the same. Anyway, I agree. I, I got it. We'll keep an eye out for it. Uh, Had to throw it out there. I saw the Titans out there, the Commanders out there, the Giants out there in the tight end the tight end soup pool, okay, if you will. Uh, <laughs> I um, I think the Giants met with Trey McBride, which is interesting. Um, Rudolph out. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it, it's it's gonna be a fun couple of weeks, folks. I mean, really, you have free agency starting March sixteenth. You're starting to see the big dominoes have fallen, and the impact, we've been saying it, how many episodes leading up to this one, the impact of where these quarterbacks go, it's going to shape out the rest of the puzzle. Um, so, you know, we have the uh, the edge of the puzzle laid down now. We're going to start filling in the pieces. Let's We're going to start, uh, you know, finalizing our rankings here, right? I mean, we're, we're, we're getting new information every day. We have, uh, you know, my... Crazy ass was up at eight o'clock on Saturday morning watching like ten hours <laughs> until until six p.m. at night of combine tape. So, lot to a uh, lot to learn. We're gonna do a quick super flex mock draft. Top twelve picks, one round. Now, I think the the beauty of this is that we have the ability. To adjust our rankings a little bit. We did a really, really early mock draft for a pre-combine. And uh, now we kind of get a second shot at it. So, Trip, would you like me to go first or would you like to go first? It doesn't matter. This, the same uh, player is going first. Even in a super flex? Hey, you want me to go first? Yes, I do. I'm taking Brees Hall. Uh, quarterback class is a mishmash. Uh, I don't see a clear number one. I do see a clear number one in running back. I don't see a clear number one in receiver. So um, I just, I think he is a great dynasty prospect, not getting love for some reason to the degree he deserves. I'm going Brees Hall, number one overall. 
Okay. All right. Um, as of now, I'm probably going with, in a super flex league, Malik Willis at two. Okay. Not super high on him yet. That's a combine overreaction. Maybe, um, you know, the army display of the combine is great. I think he's going to get a chance. The value at the quarterback position in a super flex is, is, you know, everything, um, which is the driver of this decision, really. Like, the, you have to take your shot because in a super flex league, quarterbacks are always going at the top of the draft. I, I agree, you know, Brees Hall may be one of those prospects that could override something like that. You know, one of our one of our uh, outliers, but um, I think I fall back in line with that second pick there. Yeah, this could be the highest value he retains the whole offseason if he doesn't get drafted high. So right, right now, <laughs> if he's got a chance to go high, it's right now. That long ball looked like that punt that you referenced. Uh, ha, ha. I'll t- I'll <laughs> they were the, both beautiful. I'd rather have the Eagles <laughs> take the punter <laughs> than Malik Willis. Well, but, we'll have you on the uh, not that family I think punt, football podcast <laughs> when we talk Eagles. Not that I think Check punter is out, folks. more important than quarterback, but uh, just uh, <laughs> I think it's, it's a better advantage. Anyway, I'm going to go with Garrett Wilson. Uh, just... Again, professional receiver, similar to Brees Hall, pedigree, performance, combine, hit, hit, hit. He's just hitting on all of these levels anytime a challenge is put in front of him. I love seeing that, and he's doing it at these elite levels. Give me Garrett Wilson. Give me hopefully eight to ten years of consistency in the so top you 15. Think, so you think he's going to be like – he's going to be a superstar. He's going to be a top five wide out for mm. two, three years because to take him over a quarterback – Right. In a super flex league. Yeah. At three. Right. You have to, you got, just like Brees Hall, like you got to believe it's generational. Well, I think this might actually be more because of what I think of the quarterbacks in this draft. Okay. All right. All right. And, yeah, and, yeah. and, and, and I'll be taking there. one. Don't worry about it. And, <laughs> and you'll see when and why. Okay. All right. But I do think Garrett Wilson has the potential to float around the top 15 for a decade. And if he, maybe he'll have a top five finish a couple times in his career. But it depends where he goes. But he's got he's got the chance, so I'm taking that chance. All right, this folks, this is where you pivot in the draft. You learned a little bit about your uh, your opponents here. So um, instead of taking a quarterback at four, uh, I might lean into a wide receiver situation, and. I'm a little I'm a little torn here, to be honest. Really? Um but see, I don't like that I didn't get to look at Drake London in the combine. Is I, it scaring you off? I feel like that would have that would have really helped, you know, my situation. I agree that Garrett Wilson kind of propelled himself into that number one spot. Um, but I'm gonna go Traylon Burks here. Yes. Anyway, uh, because I'm not scared by the 40 time. You know, quite frankly, he could be fat. You know, I'd be interested to see, like, what's the clocked miles per hour on the field, uh, you know, in his college tape. How does that stack up against some of the guys in the league? Because I don't think you're going to find too many red flags there. You know, you're getting off a start. It's more of a track measurement when you got guys that are that close in in their speed. Um, So, anyway... Yeah, Traylon Burks at four. 
And uh, now you're going to go quarterback on me. When Traylon Burks is running full speed, like without that 40-time start, just like momentum carrying him, they said he was as fast as DK Metcalf when he tracked down Buda Baker after that interception. We all remember how mind-blowing that tape was. So this guy yeah. can run even though his 40-time might have not been that eye-popping number you're looking for. Um, I'm going to continue to load up on my ride receivers to build my team. And uh, I already have Garrett Wilson. He's a safe pick. Brees Hall, he's a safe pick. I'm going to try to shoot for the moon with Drake London, see if he can be that just touchdown monster. <sighs> I need to go back and watch more tape on Drake London before our uh, our little wide Especially receiver Especially a non-PPR. Episode. Especially a non-PPR, you know, where the – you know, the Touchdown, yeah. Touchdowns are huge, so I'm I'm definitely taking a chance on him. Interesting. Well, I'm definitely I mean definitely going Matt Corral at six. Then I, I for for a super flex, I I kind of like to shoot for the ceiling here, mm-hmm. which is why I go Corral and Willis over Pickett. Yeah. Um, just because I think that you know less likely that they turn into studs, but I think. If they do, you're looking at a baller. Yes. So I foresaw that Paul would go with Willis and Corral. (laughs) Not having to use any of my picks on my quarterbacks. I'm still going to hold off. And I'm going to take Chris Olave and just wrap up that starting wide receiver crew. Interesting. Olave at seven, huh? Yeah. I, I mean, the 40 time, of course, is great, but. Just watching him play, he he's a great football player. He makes amazing catches. I think of Brandon Lloyd. I think of like uh, you know, yeah, guys like that who just get to the open spot, catch the ball, get down. Marvin Harrison, Brandon Lloyd, that type of receiver. I'll take that all day PPR league. He's got a little Nate Burleson feel to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going Isaiah Spiller at eight. Um. Despite not running the 40, he didn't fall too much for me. I still think he's got kind of crazy feet, though. <laughs> and, like, I don't know if – like, part of me thinks it's going to work in this really weird way that makes him awesome. Um, so, so yeah. yeah, I'm going with uh, I'm going with Spiller there. I'll see your Nate Burleson, and I'll one-up you with TJ Yeldon. I got CJ Spiller on TJ Yeldon alert. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I really hope that doesn't happen. Well, I, they, they, he just, I, I see TJ Eldon a little bit when I watch the college tape. So that's who he reminds me of. Um, I think I, 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 you know, it's a, it's a. If I didn't play that drop once earlier today, I'd play it again right now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how all this right, ages. Right. Does who it. you got a nine? God. Does this age well? Okay. So <laughs> <clears throat> there's three. High quality running backs in this draft, and not to let you get two and me be left with one. <laughs> I'm going to take Kenny Walker so that I have two and you have one, and my starting lineup is almost complete. Kenneth Walker has almost propelled himself over Spiller for me based on that combine performance. He looked really good. Ahmad Bradshaw 2.0. Interesting. I, you know, I haven't really come up with a comp yet, but when I do, it'll be better than that. It's going to be good. <laughs> I believe it. Um, I mean, I'm going Kenny Pickett at 10. I'm just going to clean up all the QBs because I am going to be a champion. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you sneaked me out of that one, Paul. <laughs> I was going to try to get one more player before I went pick it, but you, 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 you took him away from me. Um, he's my number don't, one quarterback. Don't get greedy, folks. Draft strategy is everything. Hey, you start two quarterbacks in Superflex, and um, you took my number one guy, but I'm going to go with my number two guy, Sam Howell. He's my number two quarterback okay. right now, uh, especially in leagues where touchdown passing touchdowns are worth four points. I think he's going to be consistent across the board. I have his, I have him number two right behind Kenny Pickett. I was hoping that both of those fell to me, but Paul goes um, stops worrying about his need and focuses more on sabotaging me and goes with Pickett. So it's, it's all right. It was a smooth <laughs> I move. Don't, I that don't was know, a good move. I don't know that you ended up with the worst backup, you know, consolation prize there because I actually, you know, Sam Howell still fourth on my board behind those guys. Mm-hmm. But like everything I've seen out of him combined with his age adds up to a lot of promise. Yeah. If I'm like taking a shot on something, like I'm probably taking a shot on Howell over definitely over like Bailey zap. Um, but I'm even over Carson strong. Yeah. You know, I think he's at least he's firmly that fourth guy for me now. Yeah. He's, he's, he's my number two. Yeah. He's my number two ahead of and uh, well, Wilson Crow Ritter. Not high on Ritter either. I'm not. I mean, I can, clearly neither of us are because we've got him, I guess, fifth. Yeah. Which is interesting because a lot of people are. A lot of people see him as, as one. I've seen him out there as one. It's, it says a lot about the quarterback class, I guess. His team likes him. He seems yeah. to be a really good leader, a really good locker room guy, and that is very important. Don't think that it's not. Um, right. Doesn't so, have small hands. <laughs> <laughs> you went with Mr. Small Hands over there, so oh, man. you're not bothered by it. To see if that matters. Um I am probably going Ritter then at 12. Okay. Um, and it leaves, you know, it leaves a lot of good positional guys on the board. It does. Um, so maybe we circle back around for our uh, single QB folks and we do uh, round two of this draft in a later episode. Yes. And the people will, uh, will, will get what they want. Um, We've got some interesting data flow Mr. coming data flow. your way next episode. This is going to make your brains hurt in a great <laughs> way. <laughs> We've got uh, our resident accountant, uh, Mr. Matthew, a.k.a. Data Flow Levine, coming into the house. Huge strategy episode. Yep. We're going to see between you and I who can... Who can get the uh, the closest to the rankings that the, the numbers, the AI? Has the given. analytics guys go with All right. I think we'll you see. might win that one. I don't know if I'll have no, that one. We'll see. <laughs> well, well, we'll see you there, folks. Thanks for joining us. Dynasty is life on Instagram. Dynasty underscore is underscore life on Twitter. Follow us. Tweet us. We want to hear your questions. We want to hear your thoughts.